Hey there, I'm Corey Fowler, and you're tuning in to the How to Adult Show. This is your go-to guide for all things adulting, where we walk you through the answers every time you hear yourself asking, why didn't anybody teach me this stuff in school? From personal finance 101 to careers and business advice to managing your health and wellness, we're here to give you tangible advice, tips, and tricks to help you start succeeding in any and every area of your life. I know you've got this adulting thing, as long as you've got the right info. I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and this is the How to Adult Show. Most of us don't learn anything about managing our personal finance in school these days. And we're not really taught this stuff by our parents either. Quite frankly, a lot of them were never taught personal finance practices properly. So we oftentimes will get a lot of information from our peers who also might not be the best source of personal finance information themselves. And where does that leave us? So many people end up getting poor financial information or questionable advice that gives them some unfortunate financial misconceptions that end up setting them back in the long run because we don't have a really good centralized way of teaching or learning personal finance while we're young. Years ago, I turned to books to learn more about managing my own personal finances properly. I was handed my first personal finance book when I was just a teenager, and since then I've read a whole variety of them with all sorts of different approaches and schools of thought and different ideas. So for today's episode, I wanted to give you five of my personal favorite finance books that are really great for beginners and for Canadians specifically that are beginner friendly aren't too full of financial jargon that will just completely overwhelm you and turn you off of reading them entirely, and that offer you actual actionable steps and lessons that you can walk through instead of just vaguely talking about theory of finance. The goal of today's episode is to save you time by recommending some of the best beginner books, give you a jumping off point to start your own financial education, and I'm going to give you a quick description of each book as well as list them in the order I think you're best to read them in. From here, you can pick and choose the books according to what topic you feel like you want to focus on and learn more about, or you can just go through and read them all in the order that I recommend here if you're starting from zero and you want to start your finance journey on solid footing. I'm also going to go ahead and link all of these books down in the description for the episode or over on the blog at howtoadultschool.com slash show notes slash episode 17. So you may have heard me mention this before in other episodes, but I really think that the single best beginner finance book to get started with is this one. The Wealthy Barber by David Chiltern. This is the very first personal finance book I ever read. I was given it as a teenager, and while at the time for my age, some of the topics in here, like life insurance, were a bit more advanced than I needed, overall, it's a really good foundational book to personal finance that will get you started thinking about how it's important to actively manage and learn about managing your finances at a young age and getting started as early as you can. This book is a really great starting place because it's not overwhelming, it's quite short, and it's told in a storytelling style, which admittedly comes across as kind of cheesy, but it makes it really accessible and easy to read. Most importantly, it's almost entirely free of financial jargon that makes a lot of other beginner finance books almost entirely illegible if you don't have a financial education in your background. 
It also has a really great way of distilling big overarching financial topics down into small and actionable and unintimidating steps that you can start and implement in your real life right away. It does a really good job of bringing home the idea of paying yourself first and structuring your life so that you're contributing to your retirement savings in a really easy way and that's taking care of future you. A quick word of warning though, this book is fairly old and definitely comes across as a little bit dated. Um, women in my audience prepare to be offended sometimes by the way that he writes and goes about teaching some of this stuff. The most important part, even though it reads as a bit dated, is that the financial concepts in the book are still just as sound today as the day they were written. And it provides you with a really great formula that you can follow to get started managing your personal finances like a real life successful adult. The second personal finance book I recommend picking up is called The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. This is the next really good stepping stone to take in your personal finance education because it really does a good job of pulling us out of that sort of Instagram-fueled consumer mindset that a lot of us fall into these days. And it really demonstrates and describes how wealth versus perceived wealth are actually very different concepts and they look very different. It drives home the point that perceived wealth often looks like expensive brand names and fancy cars and way more square footage in your house than you could ever possibly need per person. While real wealth often looks like used vehicles, simple wardrobes, and really big savings accounts existing quietly behind the scenes in people's lives. This is a really important beginner finance concept for people to grasp while they're young, before falling into that consumer mindset trap that leaves us feeling eternally broke for years of our lives while sitting amidst our piles and piles of stuff. It draws on studies that have been done of America's wealthiest families over time and really highlights that while we often think of wealth as being perceived as like a, a Kardashian-like ostentatiousness, it really revolves around habits that you start young, like making sure you're living below your means and prioritizing financial independence over status symbols of wealth. This book will absolutely set you on the right track concerning how you should think about your own personal finances. And it'll teach you to question your purchases and your spending habits from a young age in a really healthy way. Do you know that you have a bit of work to do getting your personal financial life in order, but you don't even really know where to start? Do you get a pit of nervousness in your stomach every time you have to look at your credit card balance or the dust bunnies in your savings account? If this sounds familiar, well, you're definitely not alone, and I've got just the thing for you. The seven-day Make Friends With Your Money Challenge. This free seven-day challenge will help you go from bank account dust bunnies to getting a grip on your personal finances so you can start saving for your bigger goals in life. Every day for seven days, you'll receive a new and easy to follow lesson with actionable steps that'll take you 10 minutes or less to do. By the end of the week, you'll be saving for bigger and better things in your life, like taking yourself on a vacation guilt-free, saving for your future, or finally getting closer to buying that house that you never thought would be possible. To join the challenge, go to howtoadultschool.com slash seven day money challenge. That's seven day money challenge with dashes in between. 
the third book that I recommend picking up takes a bit of a different approach than the first two. And if you're planning on reading all of these books in the order that I walk through in this episode, this is the third book because it's like your little break book in the middle that's going to give you a break from some of the more technical financial content and concepts in the other books. And I love anything by Jen Sincero. I think she's fabulous. And I was so excited when she came out with this book. And this is called You're a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Now, this book is a bit more on the woo-woo side of personal finance, um, but I still really love it. And I don't generally prescribe to a lot of the sort of money mindset or visualization training around money. I feel like oftentimes it really glosses over the hard work and the discipline and the understanding of basic finance that you need to have to get your feet under you. But um, this one is really good. It does a really good job. Going through each chapter of this book and doing the activities that are outlined at the end of the chapter is going to help you start looking at your current financial habits really honestly and identifying areas that maybe you need a little bit of work. And most importantly, it's going to set you on the right track for setting the right set of future financial goals that you'll have for yourself that you can continue working towards over time. This book is a really nice balance to the more technical nature of the other finance books that I'm recommending today. And it helps you sort of step back from the really nitty gritty details of managing your finance and see the forest for the trees to entirely butcher a really good saying. All of the technical financial know-how in the world isn't really any good without having the ability to set yourself really clear financial goals and markers that you want to achieve. While at the same time, all the financial visualization exercises in the world or money mindset meditations aren't going to get you anywhere if you don't understand the technical details and technical side of how to actually make that happen for yourself. So really what I'm saying is this book, You're a Badass at Making Money, should really just go hand in hand with the other four books that I'm talking about in today's episode. Now, on to the fourth book, which is probably my favorite of the entire list, and that is called Smart Women Finish Rich by David Bach. Now, David Bach has written a ton of books, and I'm a big fan of this one in particular because there is a Canadian edition. And a lot of personal finance books are written for a largely American audience, which is great. A lot of the theory is still the same, but the technical details of how to do it are different. For example, American finance books, you're going to read a lot of talk about contributing to 401k accounts. In Canada, we don't have 401k accounts. The closest equivalent that we have would be our RRSPs or our TFSAs. So it really doesn't do you too much good to confuse yourself by reading an American-specific finance book if you're living in Canada and you need to understand what our accounts here in this country are like. There are also some really good chapters in this book that are written specifically for women and the financial situations that we find ourselves in. Now, yes, it is a finance book written by a man for women, which I know in today's day and age is a bit counterintuitive. But after reading this book, I actually think that David Bach takes a really good approach to all of this. And he draws a lot on all of his experience over the years working as a financial advisor and working largely with women and understanding our own individual financial situations. For example, I read a lot of finance theory that talks about things like life insurance. And oftentimes what you'll see prescribed um, as the proper life insurance advice for women who are working as full-time stay-at-home moms is that it's not important for them to invest in life insurance. 
Now, in my opinion, this is complete BS because if something were to happen to you as a stay-at-home mom, that means that your partner would then be left with all of the childcare and home care work that you are doing. And this is an expensive thing to outsource. So really, I think you do need to have some form of life insurance to cover those additional expenses your partner would have to incur if, heaven forbid, you're not there one day. Things like that are what David Back really takes into consideration as he's writing this book. And overall, I was quite impressed by the approach he took of giving financial advice to women specifically. Another example is when talking about saving for our retirement or our futures, he actually takes into account information like the fact that women typically live longer than men and are paid less than men. And we take time off to have children, which conversely means that we might not necessarily receive as much as bleh, as much CPP in our retirement as men. Therefore, our approach to saving for our retirement needs to be a bit different than what other financial books prescribe. I also really, really like this book and keep it around for reference all the time because he actually walks you through step-by-step -step instructions to complete some of the financial housekeeping tasks that he gets all of his paying, advising clients to do with him. The whole book is really broken down into easy and actionable steps that make it useful to tackle tasks like doing an end of the year personal finance audit, for example, which is something that otherwise, if you're doing on your own, you might A, never get it done, um, or B, forget or skip important things that you need to include in your finance audit. So overall, going through the activities that he clearly outlines in this book is a really good way to start to feel more confident about your grasp on your own personal financial situation. Like I said, the author has written a ton of books, but I really recommend starting with this one, even if you're not a woman, because the entire book is broken down really well. It can feel a bit long at times, but it is broken down into sort of reference chapters really well so that it's easy to treat it as a reference book if you'd like, and just pick certain topics here and there over time that you want to learn more about. If you've been around here before, you know that it's my personal mission to make sure that everyone has an emergency savings account that will protect you when life doesn't go as planned. And where should you keep your emergency fund? In what's called a HESA, a high interest savings account. Now to save you time, I've already gone ahead and done the research and I'm keeping it up to date to find you the best high interest savings accounts today. To open your own, just go to www.howtoadultschool.com resources and click the button to open an account where you can not only safely keep your emergency fund, but also get paid the best interest rates on the market so your account earns you even more money while you're sleeping. Again, that link is at www.howtoadultschool.com resources. And from here, the fifth and final book that I recommend you pick up and read to get yourself on solid financial footing is called The Simple Path to Wealth by J.L. Collins. Now, I have consciously decided to save this particular book for last because it goes into a bit more detail on uh, financial concepts like investing, which really, if you're at the beginning of learning about your personal finances, I don't recommend diving into something like this first because you're probably just gonna confuse and overwhelm yourself. And it's also really important that you set your own personal finances and your day-to-day -day life up properly before you turn your focus to concepts like saving and investing.
it's by no means a complicated book and it's definitely a suitable book for anybody who's looking to just sort of get the lay of the land, but I can guarantee that you'll be able to get the most out of it if you already feel confident and comfortable with different financial concepts like paying yourself first and making a plan to save for your future. I also really love this book because the author goes into detail about a concept that's close to my heart, and if you know me, that's creating an emergency savings fund. Now, if you don't have an emergency savings fund yet, you need to get on that. And if you're not entirely sold on the concept yet, if you read The Simple Path to Wealth, you will definitely be sold on it, and you'll be creating your own emergency savings fund before you know it. Now, there are so many personal finance books available to you out there on the market. And if you're interested in really getting a good grasp of your financial situation, I recommend reading as many of those as you're interested in reading, but most importantly, trying to look at books that take different approaches and that have different viewpoints. You could look at starting with some of the classics like Think and Grow Rich, which it is a really great book, but personally, I could not stand the author and his points of view so much that I would never recommend it to anybody on this list. It is one of the most offensive books I've ever read. But that being said, it is touted as one of the classics of getting started with your personal finances. So you could look at reading books like that versus reading more of the money mindset books like You're a Badass at Making Money. It's a really good idea to make sure that you're giving yourself a well-rounded financial education if you're starting to learn from books rather than just prescribing to the views of one author or one YouTuber or one podcaster. There is no shortage of finance content out there. And if I can make one more recommendation to you, it's that you don't start just anywhere and really focus on beginning with resources that are made for beginners. Otherwise, you'll find yourself diving into concepts that are just full of financial jargon and you'll start to feel overwhelmed and confused and probably like managing finances is just not for you. Maybe you tell yourself that you're not good at money and that's absolutely not the case. It's just that you haven't been taught these concepts properly yet. So there's no use diving into detailed theory of stock picking or something like that because it seems cool, but it's well beyond your level. And you might find yourself being led astray by ideas like that if you don't have your own at-home finance situation properly sorted out first. So I hope today's episode was really helpful for you and you feel like you have a good starting place to continue your learning. If you have other books that you think should be added to this list, please go ahead and drop them in the comments below. This community is all about sharing information with one another and helping each other that way. So if you've read something that really helped you that you think will help other people, please share it below. And if I get a bunch more comments, maybe I'll create another video rounding up the next set of personal finance books or other learning resources that I think the whole community should have. And finally, if you haven't yet, make sure you go ahead and click subscribe to the How to Adult Show. This is a really good way to tell me that these episodes are on the right track for you, and it's a really good way to make sure that you never miss another episode of the show. So again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler. Do me a solid, hit subscribe, and that way I will get to see you right back here next Monday with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the How to Adult Show. Our goal is to make your life easier so you can find today's show notes, links, and free downloads all in one place at howtoadultschool.com. If you like today's show, please remember to subscribe and leave a comment, review, 
or share something with us that you'd like to learn next. I love to hear from you. Again, I'm your host, Corey Fowler, and I'll see you right back here next week with a brand new episode of the How to Adult Show.